Hi, welcome to a special episode of The Recommendation Game. You are listening to Dublin Digital Radio. I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla McGuinness. And welcome to The Recommendation Game, our special guest, Claire Gleason. Hey! How are you doing, Claire? Oh, welcome good. to the pod, friend of the pod. Yeah, very excited. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's see how you feel after. <laughs> you might hate us. Uh, uh, this week's film what's was new? picked by... <laughs> Well, like, my humor will carry us through. Or lack Or This week's episode uh, was picked... Well, this week's film was picked by Claire. It is The Handmaiden from 2016, uh, which I confuse a lot saying The Handmaiden still. So just yes. to warn you that I might say it yeah, correctly. That, that's <laughs> happened with recommendation, <laughs> recommending it to people as well. So don't worry. Yes, and if you Google it, The Handmaid's Tale will still come up. Yeah. I discovered that as well. Yeah. And I was like, that's it's what a, I meant. <laughs> it's a tale about The Handmaiden instead of The Handmaiden's Tale. Hey. Yeah. No, yeah. terrible. <laughs> uh, the film was directed by Park Chan-wook, produced by Park Chan-wook and Sid Lim, screenplay by Park Chan-wook and Chung Siu Kyung, Based on Fingersmith by Sarah Waters, music by Choi Young Wook, cinematography by Chung Chung Hoon, edited by Kim J. Boom and Kim Sang Boom, uh, starring Kim Min Hee, Kim Tari, Ha Young Woo, and Cho Ying Wung. The synopsis is With help from an orphan pickpocket, a Korean con man devises an elaborate plot to seduce and bilk a Japanese woman out of her inheritance. Short and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> For once. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, but it actually covers most of... Well... There's not much yeah, you can yeah. do without spoiling uh, it. It's like, very true. Well, like we're going to spoil it anyways. It's that kind of film. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. going to spoil it anyways. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, Claire, why did you pick this movie? Uh, so I actually originally really liked the book Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. So when I heard that that was being remade by Park Chan Wook, I was I was very excited to see it. Um, and I think that sometimes it's really interesting with uh, adaptations, particularly if um, both the original and the adaptation adaptation is good. Like I know you were talking about in Cold Blood recently, and you know we're talking about the different adaptation parts of it. So I thought this would be interesting to talk about. Um, the second reason was that it's uh, one critic called it peak male gaze. So uh, I thought that would be something yeah, we could. Yeah, pretty controversial yeah, when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that we could definitely get some out of that. Um, also, it's just really hard to find a film that neither of you have seen. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just liked it. So that was, you know, that was my reason. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of, that sounds like as good enough a reason as any. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and there's a lot of, of room to talk about stuff there. <laughs> yes. So you kind of planted a lot of seeds there that yeah. are going to bloom a sun stage in this podcast, I hope. Like a cherry blossom. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a reference mm, to the references. movie. <laughs> Orla, uh, what did you think of the movie? Uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot to talk about anyways. Um, it's funny though, I thought about, obviously like there are an awful lot of films that this, um, is referencing and, you know, it's definitely Hitchcockian, uh, which is a phrase that is thrown around a lot, but I think this is definitely a film that that phrase is sort of, uh, is pretty, uh, pretty relevant. But, uh, I actually thought about, um, 
Jane Eyre. Like in the first third mm. of this, I thought about Jane Eyre a lot, and I didn't realize until afterwards. I knew nothing about this when I went to go see it, which I think is a is a good way to go see this film, particularly this film. Yeah, yeah like just you know, I had no, I didn't even know how long it was because yeah. I started and I was like, Jesus, and then I was like, Wow, this is like three hours long. What? <laughs> Where is he going to go with this? But um, yeah, so I thought of Jane Eyre, and then obviously you find out afterwards that it's based on a British book. So I was like, yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. Uh, and then I thought about uh. Ricardo, um, the uh, the draftman's contract, which is did you did you listen to that episode? It was one of the other mm-hmm. episodes we did with um with Oshin, and uh, there I think there are a lot of parallels between that and this film. Um, even just in kind of like the many different layers and the fact that in the end it's kind of the women there that are kind of um the the ultimate winners and they 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 were kind mm-hmm. of like the ultimate plotters within the film and a lot of very like comparisons. But um, I think that this is probably a better film than um. The Draftman's Contract, because I had a lot of problems with that. But, um, yeah, like, I like this a lot. Um, I think that the performances are amazing. The cinematography is obviously just mm. stunning. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know if it's ultimately successful, though, in what he's trying to do. And I think part of the problem with that is, uh, one of the reasons for that is the length of it. Like, it's yeah. this, this sort of, like, sprawling two-act, you know, well, two-part, three-act structure over three hours. And mm. it's every everything is epic in this movie. And I think, like, just to say this out, like, the first third of this, I think, is amazing. Like, it, he's just, he's managing to nail every element of all, like, <laughs> all the many, many, like, genres that he's kind of squashing together in this film. Um... And then basically up until the point where the first time they go to drop her off at the mental institution, up and then you discover that, oh no, like, um, oh God, what the fuck is her name? Uh, Suki. No, not Suki. uh, Hideko? Hideko. Hideko. uh, (laughs) Up until the point you you discover that Hideko is actually like secretly evil as well. Up until that point, I thought it was all working really well. And then it kind of turns into like, it's kind of like another film. If you know what I mean, like where and I was like, it's it gets into the second part, the second third, and you know we're kind of going. It's like the origin story of mm. Hideko, I suppose. And I was just like, this is boring. Yeah. I was like, why don't why? Is, I was like, but I was so gripped by it, and I was like, I think part of it was that the best thing in this film is the relationship between the two women. Like, yeah. they are what's so interesting about this. Like, and they have so much chemistry and it, all their on screen is just it's like, it's so powerful and so charged. And and then kind of in the second half, uh, this kind of sort of goes to one of the other things I kind of didn't like about it as well, because the uncle character becomes very prominent mm-hmm. and he's kind of... Well, yeah, <laughs> he's a bit mustache twirling. Um, and he has like he this, actually had twirled his mustache, like you know, and he has this oh, the, this like library of like vintage porn and his like octopus in the fucking basement. What that that the sound of that oh, octopus God. is the most yeah. disgusting thing I'm I've sorry, ever heard. Octopuses are horrifying. They're so yeah. creepy. They can go places. They're really smart. I don't like them. But yeah, you know, he has an evil dungeon and he yeah like that. So that way well, he becomes a more prominent character and uh, Suki's um, obviously not 
in most of this and then mm. like that section and as soon as she reappears and you start to see everything from the other side yeah. it becomes interesting again yeah. and I was like ah it's because the two are back together again yeah. and while they were gone it sort of lost momentum for me a bit um, I think ultimately he kind of gains it back but then I think as well sort of having the d- redoing all the, the different scenes from the other perspective means that the uh, what's his name um the count, whatever his name, the count. Um, he gets even more screen time, and I didn't find him anywhere near as interesting I as have the to women. Say, yeah, that was uh, one know, of the things. Kinda... Um, yeah, the he, when he was adapting it, um, he said that he he was doing it was um, he was making a film about the two women to a film about two women and two females and a male, yeah. and he like increased the male character in importance, and I just didn't think it worked. And I thought when they followed him a couple of times that that was when it yeah, didn't work for me a lot. I was like, I care about him yeah yeah because <laughs> uh, i heard about that i re- read that re- that interview with uh part-time work before i saw the film um and like about adapting yeah it. about adapting it and i was like oh no and, and apparently also sarah waters it was originally meant to be called fingersmith just like the book but she said no it's not close enough to my actual book okay that was going to be one of the yeah. the questions yeah. because about i have an yeah. Uh, yeah, adaptation yeah, neither of us have um Shut up. Neither of us, neither of us have read the book, so it's yeah. Kinda... So uh, in in the end, she did say she enjoyed it. She she yeah. embraced it. She thought it was like well, like she, but this is but she just didn't think it was close enough to be called yeah. Fingersmith. Well, you know, for so. for one, uh, my take on the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, for for one, I think that I, I don't blame Park Chung Wook for changing as much as he probably does in this because it, it, in the end he's. Replacing not only time period but also society. Where oh no, I, I totally agree. And actually, I think like ninety percent of the adaptation works for me yeah. much better than the mm, book. The location just, is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and loads of things and that he's changed. I think he did a great job with. Just not that. That's yeah. the one thing that didn't work for me. Uh, but coming in, like I, I'm a big fan of Park Chan Wook, uh, but mostly I've only really seen his Vengeance trilogy, uh, which has Old the boy and. Uh, yeah, sympathy, sympathy for, for Lady, Mr. Vengeance Lady and Lady Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, I love the title, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. <laughs> I know, yeah. And uh, I do really uh, want to watch Stoker, the his English language movie. I didn't like that as much as uh, this. It was written I, I by uh, Wentworth Miller <laughs> from Funny Prince enough, of Break, <laughs> which is so weird. It's really strange. <laughs> uh, but uh, I disagree with you entirely, Orla. Uh, but the first time <laughs> but I agree in the sense of the flaws of the movie but I think that the least interesting part of the movie is the first part even though it's the most uh, complete part per se mm. but coming in without knowing the structure of the movie it just felt very boring and like literally an adaptation of uh, not even a good Victorian age novel because I knew that it was like a Victorian age kind of yeah. uh, novel and then the, the problem that I had with the other parts, even though they were more interesting, even though flawed, is that it, it goes more, like it becomes more of its own thing than just uh, another uh, movie about the oppressions of society or whatever. It, it becomes that, but also uh, an erotic thriller and so many other things. that uh, And even like the retelling of uh, what's happening with the twists and such uh, yeah. was interesting. But at the same time, I didn't fall for any of the twists. No, because, neither did I. Uh, that was another thing. That I was, was like, uh, yeah. too involved, like, because I believed so much in the love between the two female characters. 
I never thought all the twists were based on a behavior that it is not truthful to what I thought their characters were. Yeah. Uh, so uh, because I started realizing that it was a thriller, I was like, yeah, that's fake because obviously like they're in love. So like they're not going to be. You kind of knew that in the end they would pick each other. They were, you know, it was never going to be about money or. You know, it was always going to be about... Money, money, money. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, the, the biggest issue that the movie has, and I don't know if it is what the book has, is that the twists are cheats. Because it's mm-hmm. not... Uh, it's omission of scenes. It's not... All the great twists in movies is because the movie is following uh, a point of view character that doesn't know what is happening. Yeah. So and when you have like... Some, as the yeah, if you have the ending of Usual Suspects, is the realization of that character that he has been played because the point of view is uh, Paul Materi, it's not Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Or Seven or any movie with a twist. And this... Where all the details have been there kind of the whole time telling yeah. you. It's not like... But it's that all the details that the character knows are there. It's just that then they find out the details that were missing to fill in the, the, the pieces. Well, this movie, the Kobayashi. two main characters know everything that is happening. And it's the director's choice uh, to narratively omit those scenes that create the twists. Because Fujiwara is the only character that is played in this movie, really. Until until uh, Hideko... This is the kind you're yeah. Talking, yeah. yeah. Until uh, Hideko hangs herself. Yeah. Uh, that there's like that moment that you don't know who's playing who or whatever. Yeah. But when they both realize that they're playing each other, the movie no longer is... Fo- and they're the point of view characters. So it's the movie just deciding not to show you. It's not the the character. It's not a decision like a twist driven by uh, characterization. It's just a twist for the sake of a twist. It's not like even an old boy that has a really fucked up twist at the end. (laughs) That the twist is fucked up because the character when it comes is that it's. It happens to the character that is the twist. It's mm, not... And he has face. Here the twist is for the audience, except when Fujiwara gets done at the end. Yeah. All the other yeah. twists is not affecting the characters. You think for a second that it is, but then it's not, and that uh, loses its power. Um, that's, but also, uh, before we get into a three-way discussion, I uh, just want to, before I forget to mention uh, the Mad Men... <laughs> Uh, oh, the painting, the painting with the with the octopus having sex with the the lady that is in Mad Men. I can't stop thinking, yeah, with the lady. Um. (laughs) A literally lady, (laughs) That's her name. Oh God, yeah, some Um, very interesting sexual imagery in this movie. (laughs) So I have a few questions, especially on the like in the theme that you brought up Mm. there as well about the ultimate male gaze. They often like it's not by coincidence that a lot of uh, films that uh, involve lesbian relationships mm, are, are directed, directed by, by men, men yeah. but uh, as well if you see the percentages of films directed by men yeah, also it's gonna <laughs> that's gonna happen uh, but uh, especially uh, have you seen a uh, uh, blue is the warmest color i haven't no oh uh, i was gonna uh, i have like, i see i've seen things in relation to that like yeah. you know they were talking about both of them and and yeah, yeah that yeah. one particular yeah uh, interesting sex scene in that movie but uh, what do you think 
uh, of the take? Like, what's your take on the movie regarding the male gaze? Um, I think it's not perfect. I think that the sec- when you see the sex scene replayed with between the two women, oh, so, it goes on for t- just a so bit too long. long. Yeah, because I thought the first time when you just see it from um, Suki's point of view, you know, and it's, it's very quite, tentative because yes. she sees it as tentative. Yeah, and yeah. it's quite it's, it that's quite just sexy and kind of like you can see it's much more about the emotion, yeah. whereas it just seemed very. Almost mechanical, I think, in the second like scene. Weird point of view yeah. shots. Or even the last one where they end with the bells. Oh, yeah. God, like, and the fucking boat. And it, it looks beautiful, but it's just like, that's not doing anything you hear for like them. the, the <laughs> balsam spells <laughs> and it's like a joke. I, I, yeah, I, I I'm love. not sure what that's meant to do physically for either of them. Um, yeah. No. But then again, yeah, but at the same time, like, uh, as I said, it's not perfect, but then you kind of have, you've, th- you've the males watching her and then you're watching the males watching her and it's kind of like turning the male gaze a little bit back, which I yeah. thought was more interesting. You yeah. know, when she's doing the... There's lots of scenes in this very long movie. Like where she's doing the, like, being hoisted up and all the sex things and you just see her pl- really playing the men in the audience and, so yeah, just watching them sweating and fanning themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, so that's more Crossing interesting. Crossing their legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of... Uh, that was more interesting yeah, of course like it is based on Sarah Waters who's like is a lesbian and um, writes like it's, she's one of the few like lesbian writers who writes lesbian books that aren't just stuck in the like LGBT yeah. section yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they're very much mainstream they're like just historical fiction, fiction. Yeah. yeah yeah which is great that like obviously she's not just trapped in, the, in that section but um but yeah, so I think yeah, it has its good points and its bad points. Like I don't think it's peak male gaze. I'm sorry, have you seen like <laughs> any yeah, other you, movies? Out? Have you seen porn? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. So yeah, have you not. seen anything by Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's problematic, but this not that is it's slightly down from peak. Yeah, uh, like yeah. Uh, when Michael Bay is involved, it's like, <laughs> well, like, can you put the camera as obscenely as possible, please? <laughs> no. Uh, like, but, uh, that's what I don't understand in a mm. way of like male gaze kind of, especially when directing women that mm. you, you supposedly respect is how do you like tell them what you're doing with the camera when it's like, imagine being like Megan Fox I or something in Transformers. Megan Fox is being told what was about, like, I think it was yeah, just but like, like, you kind of know what's yeah. happening with the camera. It's like literally pointing up while you're getting out of the car. That like, oh, Shia LaBeouf. Ca- camera when La Beef gets Hero out of the shot. car, it's like camera is like high up on a swivel or whatever. Like, come on, she's cleaning a bike with her boobs basically in the second <laughs> movie. Like, is that not what you do that's, when that's you how clean I your clean bike? My bike? Of course. Um, like. Yeah, but like uh, when I do it, it's kind of fucked up because I really have to press down. It's just like I have minus boobs. Uh, Anyways, so what was your take, Orlando? Um, I kind of agree with Claire um, as well. Like, I think with, um, the whole thing about the gaze, for me, um, I thought a lot about um, In the Mood for Love as well and uh, how that was obviously like a polar opposite to this because it's so chaste and the chasteness mm. is it's so sexy. Um, and I, like, I think some of the, more, the most sexy scenes in this, like the scene in the bath yeah. is like, it's so much more intense and so much more like erotic than their first sex scene is and definitely their second and third yeah. it just becomes it's too long it's it's you know it needs like yeah i think as well cuz that's sort of about their gaze at each other yeah. rather than and then when it's them having sex it's just us, us our gaze or us watching them yeah. you know and that's that that's less interesting really but uh, i think as well the thing about this film and this filmmaker is that like 
it's not just that he's fetishizing, fetishizing, fetishizing. I don't know how you say that. Um, the sex, it's it's everything. Like mm. the the food, the the garden, the garden, <laughs> the color, the costumes, like the the men, like the men's disgusting their own like like arousal. Like everything in this is like you know sumptuous and dialed up to eleven, and like you know he, he's not. It's it it doesn't quite and as well like reach the levels of like just blatant like pervy cam that is mm. blue is the warmest color because that is it's 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 pretty bad like you're just I mean it goes on for so long and you're like I do not believe that these characters like each other are indeed lesbians are having fun are are, are like comfortable <laughs> it's just it's not good uh, see I think yeah I mean I think it, it is it is like problematic but it's not the biggest problem that I had in this film and I think that you know it, it is it's something kind of a bit different as well it's, it's like I also just liked how like just joyful particularly Suki seems in the yeah. in the even like she's just like this is so much fun like you know <laughs> yeah but well at least it, it, in a way it's not what a lot of scenes that involve like le- lesbianism in mm. movies like sex scenes that is that they discover each other right at that stage it's like just when you kiss like somebody jumps and doesn't know how the other person is going to react mm. if you see something yeah. like Mulholland Drive or something that they just start like oh, oh I'm just going to get naked and we're just going to have sex oh that's God, what's going to happen kind of thing. but y- you know what I mean that it's yeah that that is the male fantasy where it's just like yeah, but at the oh same my time, dress fell off <gasps> we're having sex yeah but at the thing, same time I think that David Lynch is making a point of it like, oh well yeah definitely that like that's does yeah. in different works it's kind of like using the failure for the uh as a point well this has some issues i think but well to address first the supposedly sexy sexy scene (laughs) in the bathtub i found that so wrong as in like (laughs) just like the sound the the the, like falling on her teeth i was like that that is disgusting like just imagining it being done to to you like imagine like imagine going like oh oh yeah somebody's like literally chopping (laughs) a bit of your tooth because it's hurting to fuck and you're like oh yeah this makes me think about sex. <laughs> it's like, oh, just because you're touching each other or whatever, like, it, it, like, oh, it's like that, 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 that wouldn't be sexy in any way, <laughs> shape or form. And even the sound, it sounds like somebody, like scraping the zest of a lemon or something <laughs> you know no it doesn't but okay yeah uh, i know what you mean though about the sound actually yeah. we should talk about sound design at some point because i think the sound is and the soundtrack as well is really interesting this, but um but it, i think that the uh, making the scene longer on the second time that it plays yeah. is again an issue that i think it's an issue but not of gazing i think it's because it loses narrative power that would have had yeah. if it was played in the first time mm. because the part of that scene is to show that uh, Lady Hideko has some sort of experience or that it, she's not approved as yeah. Suki yeah. Uh, but like we kind of already knew but you'd still believe like I suppose it's a bit of a giveaway it, sort of do you know if she's there <laughs> I did love well, Suki's no, like thing like wow this really first time you're really good yeah. <laughs> yeah but like in the in the in the first time that you watch it scenes that Suki is do, like doing all the pleasuring let's say yeah. yeah and then the second time it looks like Lady Hideko is actually the, the person that 
knows what she's doing. But actually, they're both enjoying that. Yeah. But the thing is that it's another narrative uh, cheat because you only the only reason that's not shown the the first time is for you to keep believing that Hideko is who it, Hideko says she is. Yeah. Yeah. But. Suki doesn't believe that anymore mm. because of what happens in that scene. It's literally a cut. Yeah. That, like, the, the director just went, I'm gonna not show you. And that pissed me off throughout the movie. That, like, <laughs> I'm there like, yeah, yeah it, there was no reason besides going like, oh, yeah, I, I'm cheating you. Uh, it, it's literally like a magic trick that you know uh, yeah. how the magic trick was it's done. It's smug or something, and, it, and as well, like that, he it's it, you really get that he thinks he's so clever. He's being so clever. He's keeping all these things from you, and I was just like, but I know that, especially the time that like the the second twist happens, and you're like, well, obviously there's gonna be the third one, and then you're like, oh, there it is. Stop shalomalamaning yeah. me. I know it's like oh, the, I hate that. I was like twist upon twist, and then obviously also this thing takes about ten minutes too long to end. Yeah, and you're like, come on, come on. Oh no, I thought unbooked. it was fine. I thought if they just stuck with the two of them, but um, you know when uh count the count. I'm just going to are. Yeah, would you are count? <laughs> uh, yeah, when he <laughs> wait one. I just kept thinking of that like can, can somebody do like a cut of this like no. with the count from this, like Sesame Street voices Could nobody do that please uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that when he wakes up and, sit and with his pants off and realises you know and turns around his yeah. pants are still off yeah um, if he if it if it stopped for him there I'd be like, I would have been much happier. Yeah. I thought it would have made much more sense. The dungeon you know? torture did not. It was just not necessary. It was, I mean, the shot was beautiful, but it was just not necessary. I thought if they just stuck with them towards the end, it would have been better. You know. Yeah. yeah but in a way, like character-wise, what it made me feel is the 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 thing. Uh, like so much of Hideko is about what she saw in the dungeon, and that mm. uh, yeah, okay. her uncle never did anything to her, and it's like. Sometimes it's like being shown something, uh, like being told something is better than being shown. But in this yeah, case, yeah, in that scenario, because you just imagine what could possibly be in the but dungeon. But at the same time, because it's so, it's only done like told like literally once. I think that this is a movie that suppo- is intended to gain view, uh, like uh, with multiple viewings. Yeah, we yeah, gain yeah. with multiple viewings, and I think with the understanding of. Hideko actually having seen that it is not like threats of other things, yeah. you know, and as well like just the sound of the octopus, knowing Ugh. that he does the the painting, it's obviously yeah. based on something that Hideko was involved in because so it's creepy. not something. I'm sure that there are other ways narratively to show that though, you yeah, know, without having it to be through his. Uh, but at the same time, stays true to the like being to the uh, level twelve. It's not <laughs> even the level of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if if it had ended there. And then it just cuts to them in the boat going to yeah, China, I love and that. it ends and then it, there. It, like they have that weird phrase frame, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, that's kind of silly." But it's done now. And then it was like, "Oh no, we're, you know, it's like yeah, yeah." yeah. Her strange. and Drag looked a bit like Joseph Gordon Levitt, and <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I was really surprised." Really? The director's cut is actually longer than that cut, so I can only imagine. I, that is not surprising to me. This man <laughs> does not understand restraint. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I also liked the ending, the sense of like the, because Fujiwara is a fucked up character. Let's mm. not, like, there's no two ways of uh, uh, saying, but at the same time is that 
of the level of the where you have versus the uncle that I think that it's knowing what the girls actually did knowingly because they didn't need to get uh, Fujiwara killed. They could have just like drugged them away, and, dis- yeah. and disappeared. Is that this is the vengeance that they imposed on him. Mm. And I think that especially because Hidaku knows what's in the basement, it's important to see what she knew she was sending him to. Not what, because it, it, he is a gift to her I uncle. If you're, I suppose if you're gonna do the whole sending him to the uncle thing, then you kind of have to see the yeah. dungeon, I guess. Yeah, yeah because it, but it's still it, stupid. If you I caught just uh, him the, with the samurai sword as well, it's like that, it's the fucking 30s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know that that is true. Like, they weren't like in World War II running around with samurai swords, but at the same time, it's kind of like it, it loses its power when. Your weapon of choice is so unwieldy in a car. It's mm. not that they're like pointing a gun at him. That's like, true. They're just like <laughs> sitting in between, like somewhere, like, oh, wait, wait. Just, like <laughs> knocking off the window and going back into the sheath. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just thought that um, that every time that they left the two of them, that the film was less interesting. Like, you yeah. know, I thought them, and even when it's just today, I agreed with you. You know, when you're going back to her child and everything, and I suppose you do have to see everything. I just wonder, could they have done it so that you just saw everything? You didn't see her childhood childhood. You just saw it from the point of, of the... I thought that that was interesting as well. In the, to the level of like... It was, maybe uh, it was uh, just too long. I, yeah. I don't know if it was... But at the same time, it's like if it is not like uh, that long, mm. uh, the, I think that the beginning... I think that it could be an issue that because by the point that, that reaches that it's like 40 minutes, 15 minutes into the movie... Mm. The first it's part longer than that. Well, the first part is fifty minutes. They're about okay. So, so like, oh, just, they're watching and going like, Jesus, where are we going? Like this kind of played itself out fairly quickly. There's another yeah. hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> but when it got back, I think because the first part overstayed its welcome, and then you cut to a part that is like a little bit long as well. Uh, I think that like the pacing wise, that section is. Uh, too slow but i think it's because it's carrying over that weight from the part before because all the shit in the the house where they're mm, like yeah, right ha- before having to going explain to the... everything i suppose that was yeah, yeah. Uh, and i think as well that it's a it, it's a needed shift if you're going to go to where this movie goes it's a needed shift to show hideku's own existence Struggle. separate to everything else and it's again the thing that I think that this movie, like, otherwise she would have to say what happened to her, and I don't think she's a character that would say exactly what no, would happen to her. No, you wouldn't want that. And then know. otherwise it's the uncle saying it, and then you're going away from the the, the interesting part. I think part of my problem as well is is that the fact of the whole ridiculous traumatic past. Not just how we were told about it, <laughs> yeah. you know that it's like this this incredibly convoluted yeah, thing. But of people like... were fucked up before the internet. Like, <laughs> uh, they didn't have anything Being else private. to do. Like, uh, but, uh, but this might seem kind of like out there in a movie. But like when you go into history or whatever, like literally about especially like rich fuckers are weird. But even if you, like it reminded what me, makes money, you say that? no job, too much time in their hands. It reminded me of like eyes wide shut and stuff then. like that. You know, yeah, the, especially the the weird like um, architecture of almost, the house. Yeah, yeah. The fucking glass snake when you come here, it's like you do a snake nose dip. <laughs> 
power of the knowledge. But like uh, knowledge, I yeah. love that. It's like, what's in the books, Grandpa? <laughs> what's in the books? <laughs> it's a evil. Um, uh, Sexy evil. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> not really. Not really. No. Uh, I thought that that was kind of interesting in the in the same way that the villain Fujiwara is South Korean. I thought that would have been a cop on if they made all the bad people. Japanese, Japanese yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that that whole history is kind of muddled, and even like in a good way. Like even in the way that um, the uncle is obsessed with Japanese culture, and like you know, as like the the Japanese idea of being so pure, and so like I thought that was good. like it's a really interesting historical backdrop. Even like the it being in the thirties, like pre war, and yeah, I thought that was really interesting. As he well, like, uh, <coughs> but that's the interesting thing is that that's actually during war. Because, yeah, trying to work, because Japan was already more uh, was already soldiers. more against China. You mm. see the soldiers at the end on the boat. It's because uh, uh, Japan was in war with China since 1933, and that kind of rolled on into World War Two. Okay, so there was like no break really. Well, like uh, between World War One and World War Two. No, I mean like between the whole China Japan. I know uh, China Japan like uh, Japan just decided to invade like Western uh, uh, awesome. own territory in the South Pacific afterwards, but they already had like uh, like all the shit. For example, from the Last Emperor, uh, uh, that happens before nineteen thirty-seven. Like, uh, did you have another question there? I feel like you were. Yeah, uh, since you read the book, Claire, mm. um, what is? Uh, do you think that it heightened or uh, lower your enjoyment of the movie? Like, n- especially with the twists. Th- was see, uh, the twists in the book are like narrative, like as I see as narrative cheats, or in the book they? It's the book so is better. actually quite different. He changes quite a lot um, from one to the other, um, and actually, I thought. I can see your point, but I thought it worked better in the film a little bit. Okay, so just to go back in the book, um, yeah. the first the I can't remember the names. I'm sorry, I should have looked that up. But <laughs> <laughs> the character that Suki is based on, you know, um, when she's put into the, she goes into the mental asylum, um, but escapes herself. She's left there by Hideko's other English character, not called Hideko. Um, what? Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so not she. The most <laughs> Yeah, so she's left there um, and she breaks out herself. And there's a whole other subplot about the fact, like, uh, her their, her mother turns out to have, like, deliberately sent her there. She was in on the plot, like, along with the Count, who was actually a Count, well, my whatever version of the Count is in the, <laughs> in the book. Um, Maybe like an, ur- uh, an uh, early uh, something. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, or just lower down. Like he wasn't. A, yeah, I don't think you can get away with faking an Earl. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like demotum slightly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. The English are a little bit more like conservative, <laughs> yeah. and who gets a name like? Apologies to any of our aired listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, so they. Basically, she doesn't know about it any of it. They only they remeet. There's a whole other subplot with yeah. Her mother has actually. How long is the book? The book is quite a chunky tome, like you know, and I just very specific. (laughs) (laughs) You just I just realized watching it like and maybe I I would have thought it was more of a cheat had I just watched this without actually reading the book, but um, yeah they. 
the whole subplot it just you just realize how much dead weight is in the book because so much of it is cut out and in the film and it works I worked much better for me because again it was just back to the couple as opposed to this whole thing yeah. about like Oh, it, there's a whole, there's a hanging, there's like... The thing of the mother sounds so bizarre. It's it's very bizarre. Like, it turns out, okay, it's a Hideko, English Hideko. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it turns out that her, so her actual mother is the woman who sends in Suki and she's on behalf of it because she knows that it's her daughter or whatever. So she wants her to grow up as like a lady to have like a life that she never could have. And then she's going to get the money from, for her daughter. But she's brought up Suki for her whole life. So like there's a whole thing with so weird She's so just, weird I've yeah. seen the movie and I'm way too confused <laughs> yeah I know yeah <laughs> so yeah like you just realize how much of that I, I was watching it I was like oh so much of that was dead weight it's so much more interesting it, they just leave it with the couple as opposed yeah. to it just sounds like they had like 12 more twists it on did, it like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. and then they get together at the end but it's like really convoluted and like there's a whole break out of jail scene that involves like <laughs> copying a key in like Greece that she rubs in someone's hands and like yeah it's a whole thing um jesus the the prison break <laughs> in this movie i couldn't stop laughing at the uniforms that they yeah. like the fire uniforms that they put on i kind of enjoy that little sequence though yeah. sort of like i love when suki actually gets real like I, um one of my favorite scenes is just where she goes in and starts destroying everything in the library she's just yeah like, i can't believe it and like hideko's just watching her like disbelieving and, and, and slowly joining in love, in. like you know like <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I see that maybe works better. And then it turns into like a Terrence Malick movie <laughs> as they run into oh, like stop. the sunset. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. I just needed like a little bit of voiceover. I'd be sold there. <laughs> but Father. Why should uncle. I? Uncle. <laughs> so, yeah. no, 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 don't say uncle. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. But maybe you don't feel as tricked because uh, all of the time that you're with the um, English Suki, uh, that she is... Uh, it, she doesn't know like every yeah. time you're with her she she always it's, there's no holding back you know not faking it there's, she doesn't yeah. know but then okay. again it works better because it kind of like they stay together it doesn't make like it makes more emotional sense that they stayed together that they you know that, that she yeah. saved her that she came back it makes more yeah, but it, I can see why you mean it for in terms of narratively maybe it was slightly more trickery involved in it yeah, in the f- yeah like film wise yeah it yeah damn perfect <laughs> <laughs> Because I felt slightly cheated. It was like the opposite. Let's say, have you seen The Prestige? Yeah. That is a movie I that has did the, think the, about the, the, the equal the amount of, yeah. of twists. But all of them are narratively, narratively entwined because it's like somebody reading somebody else's journal, okay, reading yeah. somebody else's journal. So when you directed by Christopher Nolan, in case you didn't <laughs> guess. But when you get to the, the actual twist, is that that person just read it in the journal okay, at that yeah. stage. So it's like when the character, even though it's been shown as somebody else's story, then it cuts to that person going, yeah, oh yeah. my God, it's not that the the character yeah. is like, oh no, what's happening? And I think as well, it's, the, it's almost the, it, it, it falls on its own success of portraying a, a successful relationship yeah. between the the two uh, women because yeah, they're so convincing as a couple, like of their love and passion that you don't believe that they would ever really double cross or not double cross, but like yeah, trick each other the whole way. To yeah, but see, the, then in the book you see they have that and you don't believe it, and then she does trick her, 
you know and so yeah, it sort of it's... doesn't work as well and it's not like she goes back and gets her she has to escape she goes back to mm. London there's a whole, again a whole thing with her mother <laughs> she's she's hanged there's like, the mother's hanged the mother's hanged oh to like save the daughter she lies to her and tells her oh, it's not a amazing. thing yeah and eventually she just comes to find her and it's, it's even the, more like, this sounds like uh, the like a Forrest Gump kind of situation <laughs> <laughs> have you read Janet? the Forrest Gump book no what like when they decided to call the scene that Forrest Gump goes to space with an ape and then falls down in an island with cannibals. Excuse me. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds it, like a Pirates of the Caribbean film. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, in the book, uh, he goes in a space ma- uh, mission with a chimp and then they crash land in Fiji somewhere in an island that it has like cannibals and the only reason that Forrest Gump does has a Spalding ball called Wilson no the only reason that Forrest Gump doesn't get killed is because he's good at chess for some reason so he's playing chess with the leader of the cannibals who was taught in Cambridge or something like it there's like complete like yeah it it sounds like that but it's like the the book is just way out there (laughs) the director is just like yeah yeah, I like the basic idea (laughs) 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 it just goes a little bit too <laughs> it's not it kind of it makes sense in the book it just you just realize just how much it doesn't it wasn't needed you yeah know? like you yeah. just ran. so that for me i was watching it going like oh this is pleasant change you know from the book so yeah i don't think i know so it's it, so the book is not as like chimp in space crazy but at the no. same time is uh, no. somehow still crazier than this movie yes yeah. Somehow that that it is. I might read it just yeah. to see what. I kind of want to read. It. Well, you see, it's kind of yeah. It's a weird thing to go back and read it now. Yeah. I think. It's just so because I never like. If I'd love to just even just have a flick through it to think of like what it was that he looked at and went, yeah, I want to adapt this, but I'm going to set it in Korea. Yeah. It's got like you know. So like it's so interesting, but but in a way it's like why I thought that the first part was kind of boring because I was like I wanted it to, like afterwards because it just goes off the rails. <laughs> I was like I really like it because it's unique. Yeah. The other the first part I was I like still thought that the first part had an awful lot of like interesting parts. No, it's, and it was like it's, him. It's, it was him doing that type of movie, and that inter- for me was interesting. Yeah, it yeah. was interesting, but it's like a shitty sense and sensibility. It's like <laughs> we've done like really good. Like I seen such I do good. Love Sense, sense, so do I. I'm not. Yeah, I was just like, oh, the house is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's, the oh, gardens, the like, decor, dress. Oh my god! Like I've seen <laughs> enough adaptations of Lady Chatterley's Loveler to like see what a fucking romantic oppression in English society looks like, you know. <laughs> But there's another adaptation of Fingersmith, like a BBC version of it. And oh. I I have tried to watch it. I tried again to watch it for this. And I've both three times got 10 minutes in. I went, I'm not watching this because it's terrible. It's, 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 it's Sally Hawkins. And I think oh. it Melda's... No, not Melston. Yeah, Possibly Mel Stone. Stone. yeah I Mel saw the, I really like both of them. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like they do an exact... Tra- it's, it's, it's so funny because I think that this works because it's not an exact adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that works because it's like plodding through the book, you know? Oh, like it's no. not... I'd Going back to In Cold Blood, though, what I thought yeah. the, that was the issue with In Cold Blood, that it's just hitting the... Yeah, I mean, it's just... it's the, Yeah, the, again, the best way to watch this is as a book, not as... like The best version of this is the book, not the thing. Whereas yeah. I think Park Chan Wook took it and made something very different out of it yeah. and like it worked better. The story, certainly the arc worked much better. I know it might be muddled, but compared to the book... I like, still hate... Don't get me wrong. I still I still enjoyed the hell out of this. Like, it's just... Yeah. I mean, it was so ridiculous. I was just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, that's a sex wing, but it's a puppet sex wing. <laughs> what? <laughs>
I think that the, the, the first part overstays its welcome because of its kind of normality almost. Okay, so Ricardo wanted it to be more crazy. I wanted it to be less crazy. <laughs> Claire was just glad it wasn't the book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God her mother wasn't there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And um, finally, um, what do you think is gained by the translation from one society to another? Uh, so, like, especially you, Claire, who have read both, uh, have read the book and watched the movie, but also you your life uh, if you have any thoughts on that on well i know that a lot of people said that because the book is very much about class you know and like and and sorry just before you get into is the book set in 1930s as well is it like victorian Victorian england okay yeah so um yeah it's much earlier and uh yeah it's very very kind of dickensian literally uh, the start of the uh bbc adaptation starts with dickensian london it was like oh my god i can imagine the gross font they use exactly it's it's exactly the font you're imagining like the the Uh, william shakespeare (laughs) font uh, like yeah, just yeah, the, no, the kind of like slightly oh. slanted, like you know, it was written by. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes. yeah. Um, Shitty CGI and smog yes, in the background. It, it, it's exactly what you're imagining, like you know, <laughs> CGIing back in parts of London, and you're oh. like, it's so bad. Yeah, um, sorry, Sally Hawkins and Imelda Staunton, I never made it past the ten minute mark. Um, yeah, so I I know a lot of people said that, and maybe I didn't pick up on that as much. More importantly, I think nothing is lost by translating it over. Like, there's no. Uh, like the class thing is still there the rigid sort of system is still there you know there's enough interesting mm. things are still there and it's just an interesting like visually it's it's very i think well i suppose like i've seen a lot of like to be honest bbc satire <laughs> tv yeah. kind of victorian adaptations it was quite refreshing to see something set in a place that you don't yeah. normally like see that you know and, and yeah so that's that we I was trying to think of that actually. I was like, "What well, is there anything gained?" And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure there is anything gained except for visually that he's more familiar with it and it's very interesting to look at. And but yeah, there's certainly nothing lost by taking it out of something that's so familiar to us. I think. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. I think the because the whole period thing is something, especially period England, mm. is just so overdone. And the, but the fact that he still maintains a section of that by having this house that's like yeah. it's like one third Korean, one third Japanese. To it. You know, yeah. it's it's and it's so funny that it's it's like all these weird layers that he has within the frame and within the house and within the like even just the architecture. That's why I was saying that it's like the draftsman's contract that it's like all these different weird sort of um influences of the book and his own like history like so yeah I, 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 I think it probably obviously I haven't read the book but I think it probably does add a bit to have the the 30s um setting and then also having the kind of the historical context between Japan and Korea and how like they mention it but I don't think it's like I don't think it's overstated either which I think is important because I think if he made that like a really center part to the film it would probably take away from it because then that's kind of the film is then about something else rather than the, the relationship, which is more interesting. No, just to be fair to Sarah Waters, I think what she was trying to do, and she did it with her first book, which is also set in Victorian England, which is Tipping the Velvet, which actually the adaptation oh, yeah. of that is quite good. Yeah, like yeah, much seen better that than... I didn't know that was the same... Yeah, it's the same writer. Yeah, like, I've read okay. quite a few. Like, I actually really like her writing, although sometimes I'm like, where are you going with this? But anyway, <laughs> it's a whole separate podcast. Well, we've... we've uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, to be fair to her, I think she was trying to bring in... Like, she was using Victorian London, which is so familiar, 
queer, but like it, they don't. She, she was bringing like lesbians. She was putting back in gay people just that are just not mentioned a lot of the time. In, in yeah, well, literature. Yeah. ignored yeah. by history. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, women in general. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, <laughs> like, it's not. It's like. You, you, it's you, one uh, like one author that we're constantly you, uh, adapt or like you yeah, know the, 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 it's, yeah. that's all, that one person who wrote female stories in that time yeah and there's straight women <laughs> so yeah I think that they also uh, the thing with Japanese culture that it, especially the way that I think uh, Korean people from like the, the era of the shogunates that they they used to be called even garlic eaters because the Koreans used garlic and so like oh they have bad breath or something like uh, <laughs> that's how they 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 were kind of view and they type of but person. they always felt it, it, like they have a to be an oversimplification but it's similar to old English relationship with Ireland that is a f- yeah. uh, it's a mm. feeling of ownership Colonial. of the territory because. Japan would win and lose that territory over time, uh, a few times over history. Mm. And I think that is also the sense of identity that this movie gains for the fact that nobody's anything. Because Korea was like an ex by Japan in the late 1800s, then lost and had freedom for a bit, then was part of China, then yeah. it was part they of Japan. Yeah, no true again. kind of identity. Yeah. There. It's not like now that it's like there's a very definite South Korea. Uh, Democratic Republic of North Korea. Yeah, that, that, that one, there's no missing. Uh, there, there's no... Uh, For all the listeners in North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, going through like the two websites that they have there, unfortunately. Sign Clyde is definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Um, anyways, uh... Claire, what was your favorite thing about this film? Uh, I think just the just the main two, the main relationship. I thought when I went away from them, it wasn't as interesting for me, um, and I re- did believe them. I think that was part of your problem, but I did believe that they had sort of kind of, you know, the chemistry between them was great, and their emotional kind of through line I thought was worked yeah. well. I think the emotional fun. thing is important as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 just the passion. and just the fact they ended up together after because I, you know. Uh, <laughs> It was after last year, like killing off so many lesbians in uh, TV shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nice to see them and just like sail well. off into the sunset together. You know, the Killing Fields, sixteen. <laughs> well, like uh, celebrities, lesbians in TV shows. Ricardo, what was your favorite thing? Uh, probably how batshit crazy this was. <laughs> Even the fact that it was like that, I didn't believe any of the twists because uh, narratively they made sense. But character-wise, yeah. they didn't. But at the same time, I was like, oh, you go for more twists. I, I, I wish I had more twists. <laughs> just like, do it. Bring back the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Get the new <nutrients. laughs> Just throw spices at it. It's like, I just want jalapenos. I want <laughs> some, like... Go to 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go. No, go to 13. It's already at 12. Like... <laughs> No, I think that it's a missed opportunity by how much I enjoyed. Uh, it was like gleeful watching. Mm. Like that's what I mean. That no matter how fucked up and like flawed the uh, second and third parts are, they're so enjoyable to watch. Mm. And then it makes you feel bad for enjoying watching it as well. I don't like the Drossman's contract. <laughs> but I, but I think that it is like a point, and it makes it so much more interesting. Uh, like it, it but. It's just a missed opportunity that is 50 minutes that I didn't have that. 
yeah. you know the the mm, yeah maybe it falters w- a bit yeah in in as well it's that even watching it back i don't think that it has like of all the parts is where you discover the least amount of things about any of the characters so really it's just like oh i'm just going to show you parts of the movie and then i'm going to go back and say the other parts but I, I wish it was more batshit crazy in the beginning, but yeah, okay. it, I love that it is batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite thing, Orla? Uh, yeah, probably the the main relationship as well. Like you really, I think um, the performance, particularly of um, Suki. Uh, yes, of Suki. Like yeah. her her face is just incredible. Like um, I like as well that. In the first half, uh, what's probably why I like the first half so much is that her character is so kind of like scrappy and funny and and like, but as she, as her character develops, her face is just like, oh, it's like fascinating. I just watch her face forever. Uh, So that's probably my favorite thing. Like, I mean, there are other things I really like. I mean, like, cinematography is just like disgracefully nice. I know. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's completely consistent. There were a few strange moments, but... Um, there are certain points of this word that, I mean, no, well, for one, strange <laughs> no, but like strange doesn't like, eh. like, I mean, whenever they're outside on the deck on the ferry, I was like, you're not outside on the deck of a ferry. <laughs> like, it's just, Come on, it's like, they, like they, they run out of the budget like, by that stage. Like, that's you then just toss aboard. Um, I am I not. Like, you still need that. There still might be after you, for God's sake. The mustache back on, When they went back to them again, I was like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna die, you know, because oh, they're yeah. like. And why as well, like, do it in front of everybody? I it's know. not like, uh, it's not like everybody's like not gonna give a shit to go, like, She's a woman. <laughs> I can see too much skin or whatever. And uh, it's like, she... I am not Poido. <laughs> I am Hideko. <laughs> <laughs> Your character just did a very dramatic pulling off of mustache there. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, uh, Claire, what's your least favorite thing in the movie? Um, I just thought it was a bit long. You know, it like it would have been like I loved it. Like I didn't. That's why I picked it. Um, yeah. But if somebody just got in there and just did a little few snips in certain places, particularly yeah. for me, as part I one. Said <laughs> yeah, well, I really not. liked part one. But like, yeah, no, yeah. I think they just. I don't think they needed to stay with um, the count as long as they did after no. after their his was finished as part of the story. One minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 Tops. Uh. <laughs> and your software. Oh, I got it with the uncle. Like, it was just... He was, <laughs> oh, he was so annoying. I was just like, go away. Like, we get it. You're evil. You're a pervert. Uh, I loved like, him. Like, <laughs> I... Like, not... Like, not uh, in the... Like, not that I condemn his acts in any ways. But, like... Not he, that you condone? Yeah. Condone, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I condemn Not that I condemn oh, his <laughs> That was not a Brian slip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every week you say something inappropriate. I have to cut it out. Uh, not that I condone his acts, uh, but he's the kind of character that James Bond movies have been missing for a while. Like that, like that I don't know, Javier Bardem. <laughs> yeah, but like Bardem, it's like yeah, he's kind of okay. He's but... also camp, which is marvelous. Yeah, but th- yeah, but like at the same time, James. Yeah, but like this guy. Imagine if you put this guy in a Bond movie. Like I, I was thought you were gonna say, imagine if you would Javier Bardem instead of this guy. It's like, sure. What? <laughs> imagine Daniel Craig in that dungeon. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite thing, as you know, is the cheating uh, yeah, yeah. and the plot. The twists. 
uh, and the perfect thing to say that I've been saving it because I knew that it was going to be my least favorite Ooh. thing is when uh, the first night that she is, it like consummates her marriage with Fujiwara mm. because it cheats you into believing that Suki believes that they're having sex. So yeah, okay. she's, and she's yeah. singing and acting like she has an issue with yeah. what's happening she's in the next room. trying to distract room. herself. Or and the performance is not somebody that knows what's going in the next room. And she and obviously knows and has been yeah. planned. It's and totally everything. not yeah, yeah, it's not because, of course, like, who is she faking that to? Not Fujiwara because yeah. he doesn't know that she's this upset about it. Or yeah. she should, he shouldn't. It would it would be better for her if you yeah. didn't know she's that it's upset about it. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah, I know I get what you mean about that see i was just so distracted that you know she was she even knew it all so that was yeah cause yeah yeah, yeah. So. but yeah that, that that was the handmaiden the tale of the handmaiden <laughs> uh yeah that was the handmaiden which was definitely an experience like it, it's a steamy movie though jesus like, well literally yeah. like, like there's a lot of baths <laughs> and <stuff. laughs> this is true i missed the shit in japan like when they get to Japan, you realize what the uncle complained about North because it's set in the north of Korea as well. Mm. Well, what is now North Korea? Yeah. So uh, it's very barren almost. And when they go to Japan, you have all the tree, the cedar trees and stuff. And it's like mm, the landscape is fun. Yeah, like mm. it's a really beautiful like green. Yeah, I love Japan. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for picking. Was a very yeah. interesting this is our choice. Our first Korean movie as well. Yeah. Uh, was it? Yeah. Oh, we've okay. done Japanese. We've done this. Hong it Hong is Hong Korean because yeah. he is. Yeah. 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 He yeah. is Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just so confusing because it's like they speak sometimes in Japanese as well. And yeah. Like oh, yeah. I think it's a co-production, but I'm not. Yeah. No, but the, he's Korean like, as a director. Yeah. So, so it it's is. Korean. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's our first Korean movie. But thank you for coming, Claire. Yeah, and this is great. Uh, You're very great welcome. Great to see you. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for Anytime. having me. <laughs> well, I'm uh, American now. <laughs> You're very welcome to come back because this is very fun. And, uh, cool. Like I'm to gonna have to search my brain <laughs> yeah. for another well, movie that you yeah. have not seen. Just uh, <laughs> go and watch like obscure movies from <laughs> 1912. It's like, what is my your pick, uh, Claire? Oh, it's the silent 1903 Alice in Wonderland movie. <laughs> Sean was like no longer pick available between the canals the like Dublin gangster <laughs> movie what's gonna be Sean's one oh, though okay well, actually one. before we finish uh, uh, really quickly uh, on a tangent Orla I've known Orla for like eight and a half years and I've never seen her really pissed off at me ever <laughs> no matter what I have done and I've done a lot of shit no you slapped me because of something else that I, I won't mention now <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that I'm, sounds terrible yeah but it, but <laughs> it was a confusion it wasn't the, her fault or my fault uh, but the thing is that uh, Orla's face is priceless right <laughs> now <laughs> the, the, uh, when uh we were, you were gonna like a few like two months ago or something mm. i just went to orla oh i saw the handmaid and and orla was like just went back no claire said that she was gonna pick it and she's like really pissed. i was like oh i forgot about it oh sorry and i just kept going for as long as i could and then like when she I was, was so <laughs> disappointed yeah but i was there as well and she was just like what the fuck, Ricardo? Like, <laughs> like oh my god! It's like, uh, and he was like, "Just kidding." <laughs> Much like one of the twists in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck you. I park, uh, park, Tom, book you. 
There you go. You broke me. You made me properly angry at Ricardo. (laughs) So, uh, do you have anything to plug, Claire? Uh, Any... (laughs) Your boss? (laughs) 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 You just topped Aileen there with Aileen's nah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, uh, where can the people find this? You can find us on Twitter at The Rec Game, on Facebook, The Recommendation Game. You can also email us at TheRecommendationGame at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. And we're also on Dublin Digital Radio on Mondays from 11 to 12 a.m. Hashtag Ricardo's butt plug. <laughs> uh, the, you can also uh, no. support us. <laughs> you can uh, support us and Irish Independent Radio by... Uh, uh, donating to the Dublin Digital Radio Patreon. You can find all the details in the Dublin Digital Radio page. And uh, Next week's film is my pick, which is The Day of the Jackal. Woo! And until then, uh, thank you for listening. I was Orla Magnus. I was Claire Leeson. I was Ricardo Avocado Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week.